fans and listeners, and welcome back to The Take. I am your host, Alan Michael Burnett, here in the studio, a rainy night in, uh, in the city of Coleman, Alabama. If you hear a little thunder in the background, uh, that is what that is. I've got most of the guys here in studio. I've got Carter here. Carter, how's it going? How are we doing tonight, boys? Man, it is unbelievable. It is episode three of The Take. three. Man, I am, uh, man, we are just pumping these out. And uh, we'd also like to welcome the newest member of the team here at the Tate. We have Holden Atchison. Hello, Holden. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. And uh, I'd like to say one thing. Roll Tide. Yep. That oh, is not. Man. That is not a popular oh, opinion man. here in studio. And uh, we have a lot to get to today, boys. We got NFL games uh, to recap. NFL news, baseball, golf, basketball. We're just going to cover it all. To, but before we start, I mean, we got to. We gotta bring in the, the guy who makes all this possible. Uh, he is the pride of Rogersville, Alabama, the master of terrible impressions, and the king of the air fryer. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for our producer, Mr. Joshua Derrick. Josh, there he is. Josh, how are you this evening? Hello, friends, and welcome to the take. Yeah, I am ready to rock and roll. Let me tell y'all what, boys. I'm oh ready man, to go. we are in a good mood tonight. The I don't know about y'all, but table. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I am just down to that old rocky roll, ready to go. Now that was a little unnecessary. That was no, I mean, no. I love it. I love it. I like it. Uh, I love the. I love that you're excited. I, I think it's time for us to dive in, Alan. Yeah, go. no doubt. Yeah, we're gonna get sidetracked if we don't proceed. Down the uh, old road. All right, so we're gonna head on to. <laughs> We're going to go right into some NFL action, starting with the NFC Championship game. The GOAT, Tom Brady, does it again. Uh, leads a big-time road victory on the road in Green Bay. 31-26 is the final. And, uh, boys, the GOAT proved all of us wrong in our predictions. i tell you what. Pretty good. Pretty good. He proved me wrong, but I'm not ready to say that Tom Brady won the Buccaneers this ball game because oh, that is just – because that's just not true. I mean, three touchdowns, three interceptions. Come on, three interceptions? Seriously? If you're looking for somebody that won the game for the Buccaneers, it is the Buccaneers' defense, because the Buccaneers' defense had their way against the Packers. Yeah, we definitely uh, have some differing opinions, but that is uh, what makes the show fun. Uh, Holden, uh, he is actually our Chicago Bears representative. Yes, sir. And so uh, I know that. Go Bears. So, you already know who I was going for. Yeah, so <laughs> so I was about to say, were you rooting for your divisional rival or were you rooting Absolutely for, the, for, for the GOAT? Absolutely not. The GOAT, I, There's no dis- there should be no discussion. Is Mitchell Trubisky not the GOAT? Mm. <laughs> like the ghost we'll, crap. We'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. Yeah, speaking of controversial tales. On another on another episode. Yeah. I'll just say this. I was not surprised yeah. that the Packers took the L. And I was not I was I was happy, I'll just say that. You didn't yeah. lose any sleep over no, it. Not absolutely not. Sleep. Actually, not. You probably slept better. And we I see did. the stories coming out today. Aaron Rodgers, I don't know what well, y'all been saying, but he's kinda wanting Trouble in gone. paradise. Trouble in paradise. I tell you what, Matt LaFleur. Maybe Matt LaFell. Wow. Oh I don't know. I mean, wow. I wouldn't I mean, go that far, but, well, hey, but no, he made a game, call. After the game that Matt LaFleur called in the NFC Championship, he, I don't know what needs to happen I, to him, but that was a terrible game. I understood the call, but I did not agree with it. But it you, 
it makes sense if you. I mean, if it Which was not the right call. Here's what call you referring to. not going for it. Okay, okay. 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 It, it was it, like it's. It makes sense, but he definitely should. Yeah, okay, here's my yeah. thing. Here's my thing. I think Matt Lafleur got caught in a numbers game, and he's like in his head, he's thinking strictly numbers. He's like, oh yeah, you know, it's uh, three points closer to the game. Yep. I think he was thinking against that. any it's other any other quarterback besides you. You're gonna okay. You're gonna say I trust my defense. And exactly. but I want to give the ball to Tom Brady. That's exactly. the last guy you want yeah, to give the ball to. You, you like, have to know who is on the opposing sideline. And when it is Tom Brady, I mean, the thing, my thing is, Tampa Bay is not a team that you're going to give the ball back to them and they're just going to try their luck on running three times. No, they're going to open their playbook and they're going to uh, pass. They are they the open, most explosive offense exactly. in the league. <laughs> and, and they run that play-action pass better than anybody else in the NFL. Nope. And... When they opened that up, it just it ended the game. Let me tell you it what. Did. Let me tell you what. You don't work all season long for a two minutes, five seconds left in the game to kick a field goal. Absolutely not. Why even go? And when Honestly, you have at this point, one of the your your quarterback is going through the best year of his career. Yeah, and let that's me tell what you makes what, it you so hard to swallow. Next year, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, that's what makes it so hard to swallow. No if you're a Packers fan. If you're a Packers fan, you've got to know this is like the best year of Aaron Rodgers' career. And, and this is the best team that y'all have constructed around him, and y'all weren't able to get it done. That has to be frustrating. Right, and if that's at, not enough, you have the best receiver in football as well. So yeah, you might as well Devontae take a chance Adams. and throw it up. Yeah, yeah this uh, this game definitely had uh, its moments. But one thing that really stuck out to me was the fact that I, in our predictions, predicted that the Packers would uh, come out and punch him in the face yep, right yep. away and take early command. That was not the case. It was the opposite. Nope. Yep. Yeah, uh, a quick, uh, what was it, seven, eight plays? I mean, it just looked effortless. They converted so that, on, like, two or three drive. third downs on yeah, the first third drive. Down. I don't think yeah. the whole game. Tom Brady had third. the best pass in, in that game on that first drive. I Absolutely. Think. The third down Absolutely. conversions by Tampa Bay were just insane. It was like third and nine. You could just go ahead and move the chains before they even ran the play because they were finding some way. Either Chris Godwin was was in some little screen route or some underneath route, he would get the first down, or they would throw one down the field to Mike Evans, who didn't have a great game, but but like he didn't have a great game because he dropped a few balls, but still had a I mean he still had a good game overall. And yeah. then you, you got to mention Scotty Miller with the well, how many seconds were on? Left well, hang on, well. Let's just break down the first half in a few. Just a few that was little, in the first half. Yeah, Scotty Miller saying. with that touchdown. Let's break down. I've, I've got a few points here. So, the first one, obviously, I wrote down. I've got uh, JPP, two sacks in the first half. Juco product. Menace. Three total sacks by the Bucks in the first half. Okay, then I've, I've got, marked down here, Rodgers' interception in the last minute of the first half. Okay, and then it, at that point, all of our heads go to, okay, maybe, they, maybe the Bucks could squeeze out a field goal here. But I heard Carter say when we were saying when we were watching that game, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Brady was to throw one deep here. And what do you? I know? straight up said that. And the yeah. goat had, did a goat thing. They had <laughs> he did. they had twenty six seconds left, and they were fixing. It was like fourth and three. They were just fixing to punt it away, and they smartly Bruce Arians called timeout and let, I guess we can say the goat go back out on the field. They end up getting the first down conversion, and then Scotty Miller. Runs past the defense. Well, terrible defensive play. By, here's my by thing. Bay. Okay, Captain Obvious here. What was it? Uh, they're on the fifty yard line with yeah. a, with one play left. Send your guys at the ten yard line put, and bat the ball down. Put eleven men on the goal line. 
Like, the one thing you can't do is let them Tom, get to the goal line. Tom Brady said it best. He said after the game, they gave me too much time. Yes. Way too much time. You're going to play press man coverage on a ball that is clearly and, going hey, to the I end think zone. Shout out to the Jets. What they thought is <laughs> Greg <laughs> Williams, Dr. Dr. Heat. Yep. They thought he couldn't throw the ball downfield because he's old. Well, uh, let me tell you what. Not he's Drew Brees. He is not Drew Brees. Absolutely. No, 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 no. no. Poor no. Drew Brees. Yeah, there were definitely. Uh, I love Drew Brees for yeah, the record in the chat. Yeah, absolutely, big Drew Brees supporters here on the pod. Drew Brees podcast thing we can say. Yeah, but yeah, uh, second half, the goat went from doing goat things to goat crap, crap things to do goat crap, crap things. things. Yeah, Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, Mitchell Trubisky is a hey, very but hold up, timeout. We have to figure. stop this right now. We have to clap our hands because Mitchell Trubisky was the Nickelodeon most valuable. Yes! The, the MVP. The Nobody most, will ever have that again. The most underrated award of the whole entire I honestly year. think it's better than the MVP. Now that's Some not, are saying. Now, I mean, now we can talk I've about got, that one on a future episode. I've got plenty episode. of emails telling me that, like, I need Mitchell I mean, Trubisky. there are some other big-time media outlets. We're not going to name any names, but, <clears throat> I mean, they... They consider that to be greater than the yes. MVP. But, but at the end of the day, saying. let's get back to the game. But, yeah, the second, uh, half. second half, uh, the Packers' defense, after giving up, what was it, 21 in the first half, mm-hmm. yep. they, they came out, and that secondary definitely um, came out hungry and ready to come back into this game. Were, were they down 28-10 at one yeah, point? Yeah, 18 20, points. Eight, yeah. Down 18 points in the second half. And, and, then and just, at that point, you would just expect the GOAT, Tom Brady, just to put the game away. But that Packers secondary kept them in this game they with, locked with, it down, with got some a, interceptions. Got a little help. Mm-hmm. Got a little help from some tip balls. But, I mean, again, that's all part of the game, yeah, because, part of the game. because Tampa Bay had a couple tip balls go their way in the first half. But, yeah, I mean, just some completely unexpected interceptions by Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and the thing that's crazy to me is – we look at the stats for the game. Aaron Rodgers had a much better game on paper than Tom Brady did. A much better game. Yeah, but, I would say so. But, in the wrong time. But listen to this. That brings me into one of my points. I truly believe I have this in bold. Analytics has ruined coaches and their play calling. Wow. Explain that a little bit more. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Please elaborate. I think Matt LaFail, LaFail, LaFail whatever LaFail. you want to call it. Okay. Matt LaFleur. Bold take. Bold whatever. take. But I... Ooh, I I think he was really caught up in analytics. I I don't did hold up time out. I'm I'm literally just this just coming in my head. Did they didn't even onside kick it after the field goal? Correct. Mm-hmm. No. What are you doing? Well, you got they well, trusted but, their well, defense but, too. Well, much. but if we're gonna go to analytics, if we're gonna go deep into analytics, it has become so hard to receive an onside kick now that the analytics show it's actually you're more likely to get the ball back by kicking it and holding okay. them on three downs than getting an onside kick and giving it to him at the 50-yard line. Time out, though. Analytics would say that to probably a Phil Rivers, God rest his soul, in the NFL, but to yes. a freaking Tom Brady. Yeah. Well, no. Totally different. And that's what we just talked about yes. earlier in the podcast was you've got to look across the sideline and see that you've got look. 12 in white that's staring, that is staring you, yeah. staring you down. You know that he's going... He's not going to cave under the pressure. And in a totally different game, my Titans, Mike Vrabel, done the same stupid thing, punting the ball on a 50-yard line cost a game. Titans probably be in the Super Bowl right now without that. Uh, that's uh, I, I, I don't know about that. Go but, Titans. But, but let's 
Another half. point. Yeah. Another point from the second half, and this was what was critical. The Packers had those interceptions from Tom Brady, but did absolutely nothing, nothing. with them. They didn't score off of them, and it's just and if you don't score off those interceptions, or you go and you get the interception three and out, or either do a turnover of your own, you don't like. That, that, that means nothing that you got the ball back except for you just kept it out of Tom Brady's hands a little longer. So, yes, Aaron Rodgers had a great game. Yes, Aaron Rodgers had a great game, but it just wasn't clutch. Yeah, yeah. He, I think, can't, he, he can take some of the blame. You can't put it all on the coach. I mean... Absolutely. And, and I will say, I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers supporter. While the stats say he had a good game, he did not have a good game. But on the flip side of that coin, though... Neither did Tom Brady. Yep. So, we were talking, and you know, this is a game that we we expected something amazing to happen. Mm-hmm. We expected greatness. Well, the half was probably too big. From, from these two quarterbacks. From two, I mean, two unanimous Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Two of the greatest to ever do it. And we got just complete mediocrity out of the two of them. Yeah, I mean, those are definitely interesting takes, but... I mean, maybe – I mean, I'd kind of be the voice of reason here. I think in that situation, I mean, LaFleur realized that – I mean, he's still relatively young NFL head coach. I mean, he's still he relatively new. I mean, what year hey, is he – Hey, time out, Carter. Oh, Do we have to ask ourselves? <laughs> is the moment, the moment just too, too big? big? Yeah. yeah. And, but that's something that Matt LaFleur will learn. I mean, LaFleur. As, he's, as he is under the microscope a little more, under more pressure in those big games, he'll learn. He's still a great coach. This just was not this just was not a good look on him, and you can chalk up a lot of the blame for this game on Matt Lafleur. Yeah. But LaFail. if if the game if the Packers would have won and they let's say they did hold him, no one would be talking then, about then it. A, then for it's true. a great, call. Then it's a great call. So you got to think of it like that way. Okay, you know? five, I'm going to give five more seconds to this, and then I'll turn it back over to Al Michael. Hey, from the Bears side of things, Matt Nagy wouldn't have done this. No, Matt. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt well, I mean, ran out. You know, flea flicker, yeah. you know, Statue of Liberty type And play. Mitchell Trubisky would have been catching the flea flicker. Well, well, if we're comparing Matt LaFleur to Matt Nagy, <laughs> obviously, I mean, that's apples and oranges. Yes, Come obviously on. we're joking. That's so. just absurd. But yeah, um, that. I'm just going to throw my two cents in there for, for the last few seconds. Let's hear of, your two uh, cents. Yeah, my two cents. Uh, I just think in that situation, LaFleur realized that I mean, if you watch that first half, it was pretty clear that defense got punched in the mouth by Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay offense. And I and they were able to make second-half adjustments and force turnovers from Brady. And so I think LaFleur kicking the field goal was just showing a little bit of a little bit of confidence. But it's just very, very difficult uh, when you're in a do-or-die situation and the guy you're playing against is the greatest of all time. So I just think in that situation, uh, LaFleur – uh, was just doing what he thought was best, and sometimes yeah. it works out, sometimes it doesn't. I and mean, hey, we can't say what we would do at that point. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, and but before we before we move on, Tampa Bay is going to be the first team to ever host the Super Bowl. I tell you what, that's really cool Tampa for Bay. them. You know what sucks though? The year that a team is going to do that, they're going to have twenty percent. Yeah, but it does anyways. suck. It's cool. It does see. suck, but at the same time though, it's it's good for the city, and. Like I'm gonna be quite honest, I'm not the biggest Tom Brady fan at all. Yeah, but but it does. But you you cannot argue that he's the greatest quarterback after watching him just 
straight up go from the AFC to the NFC, win a championship in the NFC his first year, which, by the way, ties Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers in amount of NFC championships won. And that's not a dog. That's not a No, it's not. It's not. It is not a diss on Ooh. Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers in any way. It just shows you how good Tom Brady is. Like, he he truly is on that Michael Jordan or LeBron James level where he elevates his team around him to a championship. Yeah, absolutely. So let's move on. Uh, AFC championship, Bills versus Chiefs. Um, I'm going to give a quick shout-out to myself because uh, I want everybody to know I did – Pick the Chiefs to win this game. Only one of these two. These guys thought the Bills were going to pull I've done a coin flip. We're, we we're got it. Well, I got a little caught up in the hype. I did. I got caught up in the Josh Allen hype. That's I my fault. I wanted to be caught up in the Bills Mafia is my thing. And also, to make an excuse, we didn't know if Patrick Mahomes was going to play True. or not when we made our picks. And we didn't realize that Patrick Mahomes was going to come out 100% like he did. So, give us a little bit of a pass there, please. Here's my thing. And... I think we can all say this. What, I could or not, the outcome is still pretty cool because we're going to get to see Patrick Mahomes versus like who the guy he probably looked up to and might actually become. So that in itself towards the Super Bowl is, I mean, we don't need any more hype. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what do you think, Holden? About, I was kind of zoning out. Hey, that's fine. We're a podcast that is not going to edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Ask but, it again, so we. Can but yeah, uh, basically, we're just we're talking Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. What does that mean for the NFL? How I, I just mean, how think cool it's, is that gonna be? it's cool just because you have one of the rising stars, and then you know I think I think Brady's done after this year, win or lose. Whoa, regardless. I Whoa, so. I think win or loss. He's you heard gone. it here first on the take, ladies and gentlemen. Right. And. I just think, I mean, you can't do much better than making it to a Super Bowl. I mean, you can win, but I, I think he's done. But I just think it's cool just a, a way to go out for Tom Brady, and hope I'm hoping that it'll be a win. So, just a, yeah. a little bit of a golf reference here. It's it's like when Jack passed the torch down to Tiger. Like, uh, exactly. I, I believe, and Al Michael, you, you probably know more about this than I do. The 2000 U.S. Open, Jack Nicholas was finishing up his – his final round when Tiger Woods was starting, and yeah, I think that was uh, I think that was done on purpose. By oh, the well, USGA. absolutely, <laughs> it was done on purpose. But it's just a passing of the torch, and that's what that's what I believe the Super Bowl game yep. will end up being. It, it could become a literal passing of the torch if uh, if uh, Brady is the one giving Mahomes the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I so well, maybe it'll show us. Yeah, but this game, this game, it's. It's one of those games, I mean, the final score was 38-24, to which 14 points is not close. No. But the Bills did score, like, a touchdown and and a field goal. Yeah. But they scored a touchdown and a field goal, like, late, too, to kind of make it. Yeah, they did. The score did not really reflect how much the Chiefs dominated this game. They They scored off of a mouth punt. I mean, it wasn't even like... Yeah, Yeah. And, and we haven't even talked about... What might be the biggest story of the game was, and it's like I said, I mean, y'all, y'all heard me last week on the podcast talk about how much I like the Bills. But I've got to be quite frank, the Bills looked like a bunch of sore losers yeah, at the end of the man, game. Yeah. And, I mean, we had fights, people trying to get thrown out of the game. I just, I just don't, I mean, 
It was not a good look for the Bills, it's in not, my opinion. It's not a great look for the sport. But some people, <laughs> they actually tune in to see stuff like that. But I mean, well, I mean, obviously, it's a content factor when people start throwing punches at helmets. Well, yeah, but, I think, uh, and plus, a lot of that was, I think, initiated by Josh Allen, kind of throwing the football <laughs> in the in the guy who sacked him face, and he kind of realized, hey, this is this is kind of tell you what, I like that lineman though coming after his. Hey, look, I mean, all about sticking up for your teammates, but, in, I mean, to me, there's a there's a time and place for everything. He'll learn. He's young. Absolutely. He's young. Absolutely. And, plus, that will not be – He's another the, rising that, star. Just that like will not be the only AFC championship that Josh Allen plays in. Guy's an absolute stud. So, yeah. Josh Allen team. Very stud. young team. Josh very Allen, young. we're, we're going to – the teams that we had in the division around from the AFC this year between the Browns, Ravens, Bills, and – Chiefs, we are going to be seeing those four teams throughout the next 10, 15 years because they, all four of those teams have found something and they are going to be around for a long time. Mainly the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs are obviously the team to beat, but, I mean, you just look at those four teams and it's hard. We'll definitely have that AFC Championship again. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And, as long as they can just keep those teams together. Yep. Keep them yeah. together, keep the weapons. Sure. But the, the only thing that I'm getting a little worried about with Kansas City, though, is they have developed some offensive talent that is so amazing. Freaks. They might end up having to bust that team up because they're going to be worth too much money. That's the only thing that I'm worried about. That's an interesting thing to think about because, because I mean, you could make a lot more money than you're making now, but you're not going to have arguably one of the better passers if not the best passer in the league right now, and Patrick Mahomes, guy's very creative, and he always seems to find his receivers, no matter what route they're running, he finds them. Well, they're all studs. I mean, all studs. And you got the perfect is, duo with Tyreek Hill, you know. And then oh, worst oh, comes to worst, you dump it to, to Travis Hardman. And if that's not enough, then you got Hardman, and it's just like it's. And then you got, got national champion Clyde Edwards-Alaire coming. Lot coming of speed. Off, I mean, Le'Veon Bell also. I mean, he was still yeah, good. Just, I mean, it's a who's who of offensive talent for the Chiefs. Yep. But but that is my only concern about the Chiefs going forward is that they might have produced their weapons so good that they might be worth too much money come free agency. And with Patrick Mahomes taking up $50 million yep. in cap space a year, you've got to budget your team out wide. And the one, one thing to worry about for the Super Bowl for the Chiefs is – I think I saw something that said they are going to have two offensive linemen out. Starting. I didn't see that. So, I didn't see that. One of those I don't know if that's confirmed, but that's a big deal because the Buccaneers have a very strong pass rush. Like, yeah. One of the best in the NFL. Here's my thing. I got a, I got an idea. Do we see the same thing? And Al Michael, you can tell me if they did this. I, sure. think, I believe they did. With the Lakers – and a couple of players taking cuts. Do we see that same thing happen with the Chiefs? Like, that would be very interesting cuts. to see. Didn't, did, that, didn't the Lakers do something? I think that? I think the Warriors did it a few Maybe years ago. The they, did. they signed. They signed. Uh, I think of was it Demarcus Cousins? No, it Kevin, was. Uh, well, yes, they did. That was part of it. But Kevin Durant took a pay cut so they could bring Andre Iguodala back on the team yeah. for Kevin Durant's final year. Let me tell you what: if that ends up happening with the Chiefs. They're going to win every Super Bowl yep. for the next ten years. If yeah. if they have a team, I think that they definitely if they have a team that is, play for them. Yep. right. If they have a team that is that close and that willing to die for each other, die of course die so yeah. to speak, then they will win every Super Bowl. I don't know. I world. think the Bears could contend. Dang right, the, the Bears. Hey, all they don't have, they to, don't do have get, to go. They don't have to go through the Chiefs in the playoffs. Well, heck, if y'all could get the right quarterback up 
Hey, in Chicago, Deshaun y'all's defense Watson, is good enough. Well, Carson we have, Wentz. We have news about Deshaun Watson in a minute. It's, yeah. That's probably a good segue. Yeah, yeah. We've, well, got, no. we've got some bad news for you. We already talked about the five. We don't got to talk about it. Yeah. We talked about the five. Pretty good the Bills just looked like like sore losers, honestly. And I was kind of disappointed to see that. But they are such a young team, and they will learn. So, yeah, we're going to uh, transition over into some more NFL news. But uh, I think Carter has an announcement to make before we get over there. I do. Normally, this would be where I would plug our social media. But we actually have a special guest here tonight. Yes, we do. That is going to plug social media for us. So, let's have a... Let's let's hear from him. This is Donald Trump, 45th president of the United States, and you are listening to The Take Podcast. If you want to follow them, they are at The Take underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter and Instagram at The Take underscore podcast. Back to you, Alan Michael. Thank you, Mr. President, uh, 45th President. Wow, former former President Trump coming on the show. Let me tell you what, he has a little bit of free time now. Yeah. Has a little bit of free time now, but hey, you know what, I would like to think that if he still had a Twitter account, he might give us a follow. He probably would. That's just what I like to think. But we live in too much of a hostile world. He doesn't say anything. Hey, he he might even send you a DM, Carter. Who knows? Actually, he did. We got his phone number. If we want to call him back, we can. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I'm, I hear he's, uh, now that he's uh, out of office, he's got a lot more time on his hands. Down out of the free free time. Time. Yeah, Not a spray tan anymore. We're going to head back uh, over to uh, the NFL. Matthew Sta- Stafford uh, and the Detroit Lions after, what is it, 10 years? Oh, over or 10 more, years. Right? It's been more than that. More than 10 years. They're going to they're gonna mutually part ways. I think that's what the report yeah. said. By the way, and, that's God bowling in the back. Yeah, that is uh, sure. Yeah, if you can and hear that, Kenny Galladay is gone after this year too for the Lions. So there's there a is Kenny right. Galladay retiring or is he going with no. Matthew Stafford? I think he's going to Chicago. Mm. Well, wow. I mean, God, y'all could use some offense. Let me give weapons. you a hypothetical here because you know I'm all about because Allen Robinson's gone for the Bears. Replace him with Kenny Galladay. Is, uh, Kenny is he Galladay. actually now? Now yeah, where could I now where could he end up? Where could he end up? Allen. Yeah, wherever Allen. he wants. Wherever he wants, because I, I, no one knows if he really wants out or if it's just. Does he want out? Him. Here's my hypothetical: Matthew Stafford to the Bears. I okay. Matthew Stafford is a good quarterback. He is just he's a Hall of Fame. He's yes. a Hall of Fame talent. Yes, just on the wrong. But he probably got will get into the Hall of Fame because of his performance with this new team wherever he's going. Because really if he just gets so. on a good program, it's going to be fine. Not, I love the Bears, but I well, we know how they do. Dysfunctional. The double doink. War Eagle, Cody Parkey, we know how that feels. But Matthew Stafford to the Bears will be very interesting. Yeah, that's where Allen Robinson might wait and see what the Just whole situation with the quarterback is. Yeah. If Mitch is still quarterback, he gone. Yeah. Yep. So we're going to go for some NFC news to some AFC news. Deshaun Watson uh, definitely seems to be headed out of Houston. and uh, Oh, he's done. And yeah. it looks like he might be leaning towards potentially the New York Jets. Yes. I mean, how, how would that uh, – how would that – Okay, time. Uh, uh, Just a very interesting decision. Here well, we go with this. Adam Schefter reported this, of course, <laughs> right, and we know how that's been lately. Which we but like to. I just... don't. I, I just can't see this being true. If I'm honest, who would come out and say that they would want to go to the Jets right now? Who Talk wants about to leave Houston and go to the Jets of all teams? <laughs> uh, I mean, well, I mean, he's so ticked off at the. At the ownership Name and the franchise of the Texans. Riddle me this. What is what other team is worse than going to the Jets right now? Nobody. Yes. Because <laughs> nobody. Because even 
the one team that you could say would be the Jacksonville Jaguars, but what they have going on. That's what I'm saying. What they have going on down there now. Puts there's, them the there's too much uncertainty for me in the Jets. And maybe it's a, in a few years you could say, ah, oh, yeah, go to the Jets. It's a it's franchise now. issue for the yes. Jets as well. It's a front office issue because they now, are not they making the right decisions. They need more than just a quarterback to help me, rebuild their A questionable their head coaching hire. Let me ask you this, Holden. Is Deshaun Watson thinking about the Jets because he's heard some insider, and he might even talk with a team that they're going to draft your he man would, at number I, two. I'll no, do you, you know who I'm talking about? At number two, wide receiver. Devontae. Devontae Smith. You would know, that make Deshaun Watson come there? Deshaun knows more about this situation probably than anybody. So well, there's got to be something going on because he wouldn't – I just don't think he'd just want to go to the Jets unless there was something going on that we didn't know about. Yeah. So. Right. Maybe, maybe that's what he's waiting for. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna give you the mic right back. I'm gonna give you a quick little hypothetical because, according to Josh, okay. we are all about the hypotheticals here on. Maybe we should have named it I the like hypothetical. We're a podcast. hypothetical podcast. Might as well just call <laughs> it might it the be a name change coming on. No, I don't think so. I think the takes <laughs> complete rebranding. I, I think the takes too good. But uh, so, assuming Deshaun Watson or a a decent quarterback does end up with the Jets. I'm looking at the stud out of Oregon, Panay Sewell. He seems like one of one of the, the highest graded. Yeah, one of the highest graded guy was a freak coming out of high school. He's a freak coming out of Oregon, and just seems like I'd say every year you got about two or three guys that you look at in the draft that you say that guy's a can't bust prospect. Okay, draft. time out for the listeners though, because I don't know, I don't even know if you know, but I don't know who that is. So somebody give me a backstory real quick. Yeah, what can, he, what, he's, a, he's an offensive lineman, okay. and he's I think he is the highest graded. Isn't he the of all time? He's, he's up there. Like I Definitely think he might there. be. What? He's a stud. What position on he's, the offensive line does he play? Is he tackle. Does think, he play tackle or guard? I think he's a tackle, but I just think that uh, this guy's. You can plug him anywhere. Yeah. He's just an absolute stud up front. That's People how overlook linemen. Seem linemen. To be. People now, overlook them. They think you got to get a you know Trevor Lawrence or a Devonte Smith, but really it starts with. Yeah, boy, for sure. If Trevor Lawrence doesn't have a pocket to throw in, it doesn't matter. Exactly. That's I mean that that's what people overlook about Alabama. This is kind of off topic, but no, they sure would not be Alabama oh. this year. They would not have won the national. Oh, I have not overlooked that. The meat, that. No, me, the meat and potatoes up front. I'm talking about made Mac Jones' job much easier. And that's no, what, that's a big that's part anybody of ever. That's any team yeah. ever. If we want to good. get into a a deep hot take, <laughs> we can talk about. How good Alabama's offensive line yeah. has made Mac Jones, yeah. and we can do that in our debate uh, podcast. That we, we can do that later. We'll be releasing some debate uh, pod- podcast. We got a one v three here. One v three. But one Bammer and three. But well, we will be rational. But I'm we middle will be of the rational. road. I'm I've done taking the role as being the middle of the road guy for here in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Alan Michael. Somebody's got to do. It. Might Alan be Michael as far Auburn as you could get. But I'm leaning towards Alan. I can be. Yeah. I I can be. I can be unbiased if I need to be. But oh, I mean, okay. I just prefer not to be. So <laughs> I mean, Alan Michael. When it comes, when it comes, Alabama, to, when it comes I mean, to Auburn, Alan Michael's a true capital J journalist. Capital just, J journalist. Uh, guilty as charged. But uh, yeah. So I just think uh, the Jets have a lot a lot of things to think about. Do they want to go quarterback? Do you want? Do you take a chance on a Justin Fields on a Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. or do you go? For what I call the meat and potatoes up front, I, and take this can't personally. Miss guy on you go the for the lineman because Darnold is a good quarterback. He's on the wrong team, so I, I think you. I think they could just give him a give him a chance. That's what I think. But you know, only t- only time will tell. Only time yeah. will tell. And uh, we're definitely looking forward to uh, this NFL 
offseason. And uh, for the first time uh, on the take, we're going to go into a little bit of uh, baseball. It's kind of the worst uh, kind of circumstance to introduce this topic. But uh, Carter, as the uh, baseball follow, you probably follow baseball more than anybody yeah, else on this uh, on this podcast. So uh, you got a little bit of baseball news. I know it's uh, it's not great news, but if you want to give the listeners a little yeah, snippet. Yeah, so I mean, uh, very sad day for for ML for, for baseball in general, the world in general, and of course the Atlanta Braves. Um, Hank Aaron passed away this past week, a few days ago, passed away at the age of 86. Um, and we need to, everybody needs to just take a moment to, to celebrate the life and accomplishments that Hank Aaron had. I mean, Hank Aaron comes into baseball shortly after Jackie Robinson, honestly. So he's still, Hank Aaron's still having to deal with some of the race issues. And then on top of that goes and hits for what I consider the most home runs of all time because I do not consider Barry Bonds to be the home run leader. Um, we can get into that on a later podcast, but the steroids just doesn't do it for me. I do not recognize you, Barry Bonds, as the home run leader. I recognize Hank Aaron and just a fantastic man passed away. Braves lost a great one. MLB lost a great one. And the all-time home run leader. Yeah. Uh, definitely an interesting take there, Carter. And, uh, yeah, uh, MLB lost a legend there. And, uh, fellas, we're, it's around a year ago today. Uh, Sports World lost uh, one of the most celebrated athletes. Uh, probably of our – I would say one of the more celebrated athletes of our generation. Absolutely. Uh, Kobe yeah. Bryant passing away. Yeah, um, it's – I, I wasn't a huge Kobe fan growing up, but I mean, one hundred percent, you gotta respect. What Kobe oh did. yeah, it's you have to respect his mentality and the way that he played the game. It is, and I don't know. It's I, you know, how some stuff when when some of this stuff happens, it still seems surreal. Absolutely, like I still feel like I could turn on the yep. TV and watch Kobe Bryant play live. Yep. So yep. not too far. I mean, and it's been what only. Four years since he's been out of the league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, hadn't it hadn't been that far removed. I think. So, I actually think we're approaching five years now. This year. really okay. I think. I think twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, game. I think so too. And uh, and I think that it definitely hit me personally because even though I wasn't a huge Kobe fan, that was one of those people that you grow up watching. Yeah. It was one of the first like big time athletes that like yeah. you just remember growing up turning on the TV, hey, there he was. On Sport, and off the court. Sports yeah. center, boom, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Kobe and let Bryant. me tell you what, unlike some other uh, athletes we have in the game, Kobe Bryant didn't get political with anything. He stayed middle of the road, quiet, non-confrontational, but when he got on the floor, he was going to beat you. And he did his thing. And just for the record, April 13th, 2016 was Kobe's last game in which he scored 60 points. So it will be approaching five years this spring yeah. since Kobe's been out of the league. Feels like just yesterday. I mean, I vividly remember. And like I like Al Miles said, I wasn't even that big of a Kobe fan. But I vividly remember watching him drop 60 points in that last game of his career. Just truly amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And to think that, I mean, I just – it's – Again, I'm not I'm not even that big of a fan, but just to think about the loss. I mean, he had young kids, yeah. a wife, a yeah. family, and just the loss they had to go through. Um, just yeah. I know we're we're getting into a little somber time here on the podcast, but it's just it is not by choice. <laughs> either either directly or indirectly, Kobe Bryant 
has touched everybody's yeah. life in a way. And I'd like to say this too, and this is this is just laid on my heart just while we're on here, but I mean, we're not guaranteed another day. No. No, not at all. Nobody is. It don't matter it don't matter what you have in this world, you don't take it with you. Right. So But yeah, uh so not a big fan of this summer. No, move. never not. not, not a Let's fan. get it back up. Not, okay. a, not a big. Uh, we're not. We love that. We're not a here. somber podcast. Yeah, no, we can't. We can't. So with uh, that, like and subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe. Holden, what do you want them to do? Like and subscribe. Uh, like and su- like and subscribe. You gotta no, have more enthusiasm. Oh, no, hold uh, it. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe and roll tide. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. Now get the mood up. All Roll right. Tide. All right. Uh, like and subscribe and War Eagle. And we're going to go into golf. Uh, not much happening here. Not a whole lot. Uh, I get some guy named Patrick Cantley shot 11 under in the final round. I mean, um, some guy named Patrick Cantley is a little bit of an understatement. Patrick Cantley, the seventh ranked player in the world right now. Yeah, guy's an makes the star. cut. Makes cut on the number. Ends up finishing one stroke back with a 61 on Sunday. Um, I know Holden's going to get a little deeper into him later in the podcast, but Siwoo Kim coming out on top. Siwoo, just like we talked about Kevin Na last week, doesn't do that much for me. Congratulations, players champion. Um, the bigger story here was Patrick Cantley making the come, the number, I think shooting was the, up the leaderboard. I think it was the course record, uh, 61, in a tournament at that course. I I believe it. And, and you know what's crazy? And I, I, I just thought about this. Tell us. Patrick Cantlay on Saturday. So I watched the coverage Saturday and Sunday. Patrick Cantlay on Saturday, on his 17th hole on Saturday, hit a ball out of bounds on a par five. So takes bogey there. I mean, he took bogey from the middle of the fairway on a par five. Um, you golfers that listen to the podcast know how, one, uncharacteristic of a PGA Tour pro it is to do that, and two, how frustrating it must be for him looking back at just a flawless weekend and – I mean, really, in the middle of the fairway on a par five, you're you're looking at birdie and to end up walking with a bogey. I mean, that's a tournament for him right there. Mm-hmm. But again, I mean, it's hard to critique much from the weekend that he had. But just he was. I mean, that that is just one little critique that I noticed. At the end of the day, Siwoo Kim wins. Made a clutch putt on 17 to take the lead with one going into the last hole, closed it out. Um, good for him. Congratulations. But I think we can go ahead and move on. Looking forward to next week yep. when we get Jim Nance and the CBS crew back on the call on the cliffs of Torrey Pines next week. Yeah, week. Farmers Insurance Big week next week. Next week. Uh, yeah, so we're going to go into some college basketball, and uh, I would say it was a very nice weekend for the state of Alabama in college it basketball. Was. That's an understatement. Uh, the Auburn Tigers with a 109-86 victory over the South Carolina Gamecocks. Uh, Sharif Cooper balls out again, and uh, the Tigers most points in an SEC game since 1999. And our favorite stat 93.8% from the free throw line. Just, just <laughs> while we're here for a second, the last that game in 1999 that we scored over 100, it was against Alabama. Just yep. got to throw that out there. No, I have so, no problem with you. Sorry, Holden. No problem with you throwing that listen, out Listen, That might win, be the only thing we have listen, in Alabama in basketball. This y'all year. win mm-hmm. so much, we got to take our jabs where we can. Yeah, absolutely. Just accept them. Yeah, absolutely. Just know that the dynasty with Nick Saving is 10 years might not be here. Dynasty. Hey, 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 it has to come future. It might be over or it might just be getting started. It might we just never be know. Getting, we yeah. never know. 
Only time will tell. Only time will tell. But yes, Al Michael, you said it. 93.8% from the free throw line. Can we get a round of applause from the Auburn fans here? I mean, even Holden, you need to admire that. Yeah, I'll give a little hand. I mean, I gotta respect it. Yeah. uh, We've been praying for this team to just make some free throws, and they finally did, and it wasn't our biggest win of the year. Yeah, we definitely had a few. the Auburn Tigers have definitely had a few close losses, and you look back. Obviously, the game of basketball is a game of runs and game of momentum. I mean, you could say woulda, shoulda, coulda, mm-hmm. but when you miss a significant amount of free throws and you lose multiple games by one possession, uh, it's just I mean, it's just frustrating yep. to lose games like that. So that was good to see. Uh, even though this game did not come down to the come down to the wire, I mean, it was still good to see him yeah. shooting the ball. Well, we like it. Really. Yeah, absolutely. Good for my uh, stress level. Yeah, and for this young team, I'd say that's one of their better performances of the season. Absolutely. And that gives them a little bit of momentum going into, uh, <laughs> I'd say, one of their tougher weeks of the year. They're going to host uh, a top 20 team in Missouri. Uh, that one is at Auburn. Oh, boys, uh, we have a week ahead of us. On Tuesday yeah. night, and then they're going to close out uh, on Saturday. SEC Big 12 Challenge with uh, a team that's pretty good, 14-0, and number two in the country, <laughs> Baylor. Uh, and that one is on the road on uh, ESPN. And I'm uh, really looking forward to watching those games. I would say uh, if we could find a way to get out of that series with a one-and-one record, that would be a job well done. I'm going 2-0. It doesn't matter who it is. Like and subscribe. I'm it, going 2-0. Well, absolutely. I mean, 2-0 and o if we're dreaming. But come on. We've got a team of we got a team full of freshmen and sophomore out there yeah. playing on the court. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Jamal Johnson's the oldest player that we have out on yeah. the court. Which that's not saying a whole lot about our experience either. Yeah, and <laughs> playing just, a top ten team, which we have, mean, a new, we have a new, we have We're a new, we have a new top, top twenty teams. We have a new top ten team. Yes, we do coming yes, in. And yes, let me tell do. you what. And Alabama fans, here we go. Here's let me go ahead out. and say here we go. We are giving you the respect and time on this podcast. Congratulations, you finally made it one day. Hey, look, look, look. <laughs> I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but. You're it's fun guy. to watch any team making threes like Alabama does. It is. I it's have a, to agree it's with a more that. exciting style of basketball. I have it to is. agree with that. Yeah, no, it is. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not a huge basketball fan, but it's fun to watch. Yeah. And my goodness, John Petty can shoot the lights they, out of them. They all can. When John uh, Petty is hot, the opposing team is losing. Every absolutely. Time. Y'all remember the Tennessee game last year or just, the year before last? Insane. Yeah, just absolutely incredible shooter. Uh, they're three-point percentage is at an alarming rate right now uh alabama moves into the top 10 nine I think, was, I think they're number nine do we the, know when the last time they were in the top 10 it's I, been a hot minute has it ever happened I, I, i'm sure it's happened once or I'm, I'm sure it's happened a few times i think they've had one, i don't know if anybody knows had, out there then go i think they've had i think they've had one or two teams go to the elite eight maybe in their yeah, history yeah, yeah. so that i'm probably one well, of those i teams mean was not to brag but last time the final four was played Auburn was there. Yeah, that Virginia like, double dribble. Yeah, five, five years ago when the last Final Four was played. Um, God, it man, feels like it. Man, I'm ready. To, I'm ready for another coronavirus. NCAA I'm ready for another uh, NCAA tournament. Absolutely. So, uh, but yeah, Alabama. Uh, I think that's an eight no start in the conference. They get an 81-73 win over Mississippi State, and their next game will be. Uh, we're filming this on Monday, so it'll be tomorrow night. They they face up. I'd say a struggling Kentucky team. <laughs> They're uh, gonna, you know, well, the first time Bama beat Kentucky earlier this season, uh, we were like, "Oh God, they beat Kentucky!" Ah, they're gonna wax them. Well, I mean, is it at? Kentucky? I don't know. It is at Alabama. I oh, don't gosh. know, Josh, because 
here's the thing. While on paper, Alabama should absolutely blitz Kentucky, they they are, at the end of the day, a John Calipari coach team. They are. Carter, and, I'm with you. And, and at some point, I mean, they've lost so many, and they're coming off a devastating and just careless loss to Georgia at the buzzer. At some point, something has to go their way. I mean, they are too good of recruits and too good of a team to just continue to lose. Number one recruiting class in 2020. exactly. And, I mean, while on paper, like we said, Alabama should win, at the end of the day, they are still a John Calipari coach team. They are the University of Kentucky. They are one of the blue bloods of college basketball. For sure. They will find a way to win some games. And let me tell you what. They would love nothing more than for all the hype to be around Alabama right now and to just ruin that perfect SEC schedule that they have. Yeah, absolutely. And if you look at it, I would say two of the hottest teams, obviously Kentucky's always going to be there in the conversation with one of the better teams in the country. That's not the case this year, but they're usually on paper going to have the most talent. And then you've got a team like Auburn head coach Bruce Pearl, who I think is a top 10 coach in college basketball. And one of the more on the come up, Programs in college basketball, obviously we saw that the Final Four run and how he's turned around that program. And that team is only two wins over 500 this year. I think they're 9-7. And and, and I'm telling you, I would would be on the lookout for one of these two teams to play spoiler to a potential – because if Auburn moves the basketball the way they have been over the last few games and they take care of the ball, I think that – Beating Baylor is going to be extremely difficult, but I think it's doable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I, I don't know about y'all, and I, I, I don't really like to say this, but Nate Oates is fun to watch on the sideline. He's no, good. he is. I agree. What he's Nate good coach. Great coach. Tap, tip of the hat to him. Great, great coach. Yeah. I, I really didn't like it when he called Coach K out, but. Yeah, what Nate Oates has done at Alabama in the last two years has been nothing short of phenomenal. For sure. You go from losing to Norfolk State in the first round of the NIT on your home floor (laughs) to you're now number nine in the country, one of the hottest teams. I would – I mean, you got got Baylor and Gonzaga undefeated. Alabama right now, hottest team, hottest name right now in college basketball because Gonzaga and Baylor, they've been there since the get-go. Alabama's been on the come up. Well, the thing is, Alabama veteran team too. Well, and the thing is, Alabama, it's like they're not struggling to win games. Mm -hmm. the The biggest struggle they had was against Auburn, and it was Sharif Cooper's first game. That was the biggest struggle they've had all season. And Um, it's just like they haven't had to. It's almost looked effortless for them, and I think a large part of that is because when you get the three ball in, when you get the three ball going, everything just looks effortless at that point. Yeah, they're doing a great job of rebounding the basketball. A lot of people, they just look at the threes. They look at the threes. What about multiplying and maximizing your potential possessions by scrambling for those rebounds and then getting it back out? And the way they're shooting the three ball right now, it's just very, very fun to watch. Um, And plus, a lot of experience on that team. Obviously, the the Dukes, the North Carolinas, they're going to always – they're always pumping out – these one and dones, yeah. but you just don't see a lot of seniors and yeah. juniors on those type of teams. Mm-hmm. Like a few years ago, I think Duke had uh, the top three players in the number one point guard in the same starting five, yep. and all four of them. I think three of them went to the NBA. The point guard went the, Trey ne- Jones the next year. Stayed. Yeah, he and he went the next year, uh, and it's just very hard to um, very hard to keep talent like that in college. 
And when you got players like Petty, like Herb Jones, that yeah. have stuck around. And if you look at that Auburn team that went to the Final Four, there were juniors and seniors on that team as well. Yep. And so that's why I, I, I think that having experience and being able to do the little things are, are keys to making Final Four runs, or just tournament runs and winning a bunch of games. And and here's here's the craziest thing, and, and we'll wrap it up on this with Alabama, but they had an off-night shooting from the three-point line and had and shot 41.2% with 14 threes. Good off like, night to have. <laughs> like, that's, I mean, if if you're making threes at a 40% clip as a team, you're going to be very hard to beat. Yeah. Just because of the way that the game has revolutionized with the three ball being so predominant, um, 41.2% on an off night, insane. Absolutely. That's all I have to say on that. Absolutely. Uh, we're actually going to go, uh, we're going to go back to football. We're going to do some Super Bowl picks real quick. Ooh. Um, it is Chiefs in Tampa Bay. It's, I, I would say with the limited crowds, it's not really that much of a road game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but, but you definitely have. We're supposed to have more fans. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I think it, I did see that. Yeah. Uh, 7,500 vaccinated healthcare workers, I plus, believe is what I plus said. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fans. on top of the more fans. So, yes. could we have like, I guess roughly 20? Maybe. I believe so. If we're wishing I mean, well. I, 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 think I would fair. be shocked to see okay. over 20, but I yeah, think yeah. that I no, think something I think in the between those number. two numbers is... I got something. I I all think I think we're all going to cringe that halftime show, though, because I feel like we're going to do this whole stunt where we're going to do it virtual, and they're going to have some some no, produce... The weekend is who's doing the halftime show. Are they going to be there, though? I believe it's... I, are they going to be there? Because if they're, if they're going to be there, then it'll be I all think right. It's actually, I still won't give it two I think six. the halftime show is actually supposed to be pretty decent this year. Okay. Isn't yeah. Miley Cyrus supposed to do something? Oh, I really don't. Oh, I mean, heck, TikTok if Miley Cyrus thing. is coming in, no, I'm going to break Something is what it says. Well, so. see, TikTok. now, if we get into that, that might be where you lose me. But, no, yeah, I think the week – I mean, I know the weekend. I mean, God, I've seen all those commercials. The weekend. I've seen all those commercials with the weekend at the Pepsi halftime show. I know he's Pepsi. But, I like the weekend. Yeah, no, I like the weekend like too. I'm things. looking forward to I'm looking forward to uh to the halftime show. I'm really looking forward to the Super Bowl. So Chiefs, Chiefs opening up minus three and uh Yeah, so we're gonna go into some predictions. Uh Holden, as the newest uh member of the take, I'm gonna let you start us off. You're the NFL guy, you have got the GOAT, Tom Brady. Yes. And I will go ahead and you will hear me plug his name in whenever we talk about him. Baby Goat, Patrick yes. Mahomes. I think it's just too good of a scene. I can just picture it now. Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl. So I got to go with the Bucks at 42-35. Wow. wow. I think it's going like to be a shootout. So, so, hey, so shootout. it's a shootout. It's I like a, it. Absolutely, it's going to be a shootout. Because the, coordinators are gonna... the game, it, it will not be a disappointment. Like I'm sure it will be warm down in Tampa. They won't have a problem uh, throwing the ball. Yes, it will be great. So, yeah. I can only hope so. And if, if if the Buccaneers lose and it was a shootout and Tom Brady gave yep. it a good effort, that's fine. I just want a good game. Here's what I'm looking forward to. And blowout or close game, either way, we're going to have a great story behind this. If, if Tom Brady wins, oh, my God. Yep. You know what I mean? If Patrick Mahomes wins, another. Oh my go. Passing like, of the torch. So won two – Two Super Bowls in two attempts. I mean, I don't know. It's gonna I, I'm four years in the league. It's gonna be great. Think about the last four years for Patrick Mahomes. 
It's three his first, AFC his first, his first four years in the league. All right, so we'll just go last three years because the first. I don't think he started the first year. He didn't start. Did not start. Alex Smith or something. Okay. All right. I don't count that. So the last. So the last three years for Patrick Mahomes. Three AFC title appearances, and now he's going to have two Super Bowl appearances, a five, half a billion dollar contract <laughs> extension. Is that any good? Well deserved. I, I, I mean, think that's, okay. that's probably what you need to do. I mean, if you watch him, I mean, absolutely you say, yeah. well deserved. Yep. Yeah. Um, and he looked healthy in the Bills game. He looked good. So he's he's ready to roll. The, yeah. the team that will win the game is going to be the team that has the better pass rush, and I think that's going to be. Tampa Bay. Wow. I mean, they're, they're, they have, like, one of the best defensive lines. I mean, the Chiefs have a very solid defensive line, too. But is- they're going to have be without two starting offensive linemen against, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul. One of those Bethe. including one of those including Eric Fisher, former number yeah. one overall pick. He is out. I mean, I think it was an hey, Achilles who's in, injury. Who, who's, in the, who's in the secondary of the Bucks? Do you know who the defensive okay. backs hey, for the Bucks are? I'll give a War Eagle there. Yeah! How about that? That's right. Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean locking it down. But, like and subscribe. But my goodness, are they going to have their hands hey, full with Tyree Hill and Mecole Hardman? They, they got linebackers too. They they have a solid. Devin defense. White. Yeah, oh, they, they, yeah. It's one. Of, I think you can make a case. This could be one of the better teams that Brady has ever played. Where did, where did Jason? Where did JPP play? And hey, Antonio Brown. Product. Antonio He's Brown will be back, won't he? Antonio Brown. Uh, I think so. I'm not I sure. Because so. uh, he was on. That would on just, the add, that would just make the narrative even better. Yeah. USF. Uh, USF product. He went to junior day. college, didn't he? Because I, I believe I saw Monday Night Football piece that they did about him. Uh, probably. I don't know. He if he did it, for I apologize. Car- Carter, who do you like in this game? So, you know, Holden made a good point about the Bucks. Fort Scott Community College. Yeah, so he has a junior college product. Kansas. Kansas, of course. Kansas. Knew it. Junior college. So, so, with my pick in here, it's going to be closer. Say it, Carter. It's going to be closer. Say it. I'm going to go ahead and let y'all know I have the Chiefs. But, Baby, go! The Chiefs! I have to put some things out there first. Uh, no one takes the wheels off the wagon like the Chiefs. So, the Bucks playing at home, I mean, it's a home game for them. It is. They're going to be sleeping in their own bed, driving their own cars to the parking lot. Kissing their own kids. And the thing... Shout out to Tom Literally. <laughs> Literally. The thing with... That is that takes so much stress off of a week that is the most stressful week in yeah. football. Well, and, and the fact that the you have football, Tom Brady leading the team. The football part of the Super Bowl when you're playing is so small. I can't imagine what kind of stress that'd be on. It's yeah, the like, what's the big deal? It's the <laughs> it's the media yeah. that comes with it. I mean, you got two day long media days. Every single player's out there on the field having to give interviews. Now it's going to be a little to different. This is year, that though. the only advantage for COVID? Media is kind of watered mm-hmm. down. Maybe. Potentially, Maybe. potentially. You're not going to be That's locked in. in. You're not going to be locked in an arena yeah. for twelve hours. Because Brady's been there, done that. You know, yeah, he knows what to say. But at the same time, Mahomes has been there, done that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And Mahomes honestly, I don't year. know that. Exp- I mean, obviously, I just Tom think, Brady's more experienced, but I don't know that experience. I don't know that it matters. I think it does two. when you come to it the matters. Matters. Well, it matters. I think it Whenever definitely Whenever it comes matters. to think so? whoever's got to have the winning drive, I'm putting my money on That's Tom Brady. That's what I'm saying. True, true. Maybe yeah, I'm at the end but at the same wrong. time, though, I'm not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes. It's hard to. It's a, it's Michael, what do we say on the take? What do we say on the take? We say a lot of things on this podcast. There's no such thing as a bad take. Just just, dumb just, just controversial opinions. Controversial Controversial Yeah, but I mean, I think at the end of the day, the quarterback, for Tampa Bay is TB12. Yeah. yeah. And yep. I think that is 
The only re- because a lot of people watch the Chiefs and they're saying, "Oh my goodness, how do they not just blow away this team? They've got Miko Hardman, Tyreek Hill. How can they run with those guys? I don't care how good those Tampa Bay defenders are. At the end of the day, you got Tom Brady. That's the name. Gonna, it's just like the, it's, it's, it's the intimidation factor. I picked the Bucks defense in fantasy football strictly because of the Brady intimidation factor, and yeah. he doesn't even play defense. Yeah. By so, the way. Holden won, Holden won our fantasy this year. He did. I did. Congratulations. You beat me in the first hey. round of the playoffs with your with, with your you, stacked you team. You had Josh Allen and Tyreek Hill. I'm, and Travis Kelsey. I'm not going to make Travis any excuses, Kelsey. but I had Lamar Jackson, my starting quarterback this yeah. season, and he grossly underperformed yeah. this yeah. year. Yeah. But give us your, your pick. So, you so back to my official pick. Baby, go. My official pick, and I'm going to throw a little asterisk next to this. Go so. for it. 35-31 Chiefs. Ooh. I'm taking the over. Mini shootout. Mini shootout. Mini over. But here is a concern that I had in the Bills-Chiefs game. Okay. Chris Jones, the leader of that Chiefs defensive mm-hmm. line, mm-hmm. he was getting chippy early in the game he with the Bills yeah. guys. Yeah, he threw, threw a punch, threw didn't a punch. get ejected for it. If he doesn't control his emotions Does he better lose than focus that, this game? If he doesn't control his emotions better than that and that defense becomes a wreck, this is going to be a tough game. And here's what I do know. The offensive line of Tom Brady is going to be more mature. They are going to be more disciplined. Well, let me tell you this. And they too. are not going to fight back. And they are going to sit there. And if Chris Jones, the leader of that defensive line, does not keep his cool in this game, the Chiefs are going to have big problems. Okay, Holden, you played football. Holden, okay. former defensive lineman. Yes. Okay. Pride of Coleman High School. Tell me this, and maybe I'm wrong. But when the Bills, I mean, not the Bills, when the Bucks go back and watch that and they see how Chris Jones acted, do you think they're going to, like, kind of stab at him at times? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, and it's, that's that's football one-on-one. I yeah. mean, they, they, they see that on film. It was just, you know, Chris Jones is, you know, as good as anybody. Yeah. As He's a great defense defensive tackle. Wasn't he ex-New England? Isn't he ex-New England? No. No. no, no, no. He's no. been at, you're thinking about somebody. Is that Chandler Jones, yes. maybe, I'm thinking? Yeah. You're, yeah, you're thinking about somebody. But, you know, he's been a beast ever since he got in the league, but, you know. <clears throat> but that that's just a key that I saw. Yeah. And the thing is, towards the end of that Buffalo game, when, I mean, you've got a young Buffalo team punching your buttons, yep. you're not, like, you have got to keep your cool better against a Tom Brady team. Okay, and, here's one thing, though, that I, I did love about last night's game, and this will be the last thing I say about it. Um. The the leadership that Patrick Mahomes showed absolutely when all that fighting was going down and he's young and yeah. he's back there and he's like uh uh-uh, uh he's holding his back he's holding his guys back because he knows that suspensions could come and they're, absolutely they're really screwed yeah so I, I think uh something that you noticed a lot of especially towards the end of the game that Buffalo was I mean kind of the instigators yes and I mean it's just been an emotionally draining year Josh Allen because of because of COVID and how practice has not always gone the way that it, it should. And I mean, to come up short, I mean, emotions, emotions flare. And uh, I mean, so hopefully that we have a clean Super Bowl and it's entertaining to watch. Uh, before we wrap up and move on to our next segment, me and Josh are going to drop our uh, Super Bowl picks. I'm going to take the Chiefs 38 29. Baby Goat gets his second consecutive Super Bowl title and he will win Super Bowl MVP. Josh, what do you think? I got. Bucks forty one thirty eight. I I got the over obviously. Okay, so, so we um, got a split studio. Yeah, exactly. we all we took the over here though. We did overs club. I, we can all root for I that. I honestly think that if you're a betting guy, it's probably a safe bet. I would well, have to guess the over under is fifty seven. 
I would have to. I mean, this is what the line opened at. I would have to guess over the next two weeks. It's probably gonna go. That up. is going to bump up closer to sixty. I, I could see sixty-four. Sixty-four is a stretch. Is it? But not but, really. it's, but it is early. Yeah, it's I mean, early coming I mean, out. But I think people are going to hammer that over early, and I think it's going to bump yeah. that line up. I think it's going to be a great game. I also think that in the first half we're going to have those oh oh wow moments where Mahomes throws an interception or Tom Brady throws an interception. One yeah, team. Well, well, because Brady coming down the stretch of that Green Bay Packers game in the third quarter did not look like the Tom Brady of old. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, he will this game though. But that's I think he we will. know that Tom Brady I mean, thrives. Yep. it's like it's like Tiger Woods in a major. We know that he's going to be ready. We know he's going to have his body ready. So, all right. So, one more thing, and then new segment alert. Yep. And then we're gonna and then we're gonna wrap up this podcast. But before we do, we got a new segment. What is this segment, Al Michael? Uh, so we all. Before the recording of this podcast, we're told to identify someone that was just an absolute baller in the world of sports, or not even doesn't have to be in the world. And of it sports doesn't have to be in the world for of sports. Reference. But I do. But I think every, I think everybody. Uh, we are sticking somebody, to sports. Today. We are sticking to sports in this in this podcast. We'll do it every Monday. We'll do it, yeah, sure. Uh, but it will be a frequent podcast uh, segment. Uh, it's called Madman of the Week, yes. and the Madman of the Week is Madman of the Week. Thank you for that. Uh, the Madman of the Week is basically, like I said, a great individual performance. Uh, and like I said, we're really? using we're really using doesn't even sports. have to be on. It can be on or off the field. Absolutely, on anything. It doesn't have to pertain to sports. No, it's just, anything. Just like Scott so. Van Pelt's best thing I saw that day. This is the best thing we saw this week. It's our and bad just, just to plug our socials, I'm terrible and I don't ever remember it. But you can take podcast. You can DM and say, "Hey, this is my Mad Man of the Week. I'd love yeah. to see it on and the show." Knows, Give us we might we might select it. Yep. Hey, next week, Mad Man of the Week, we will shout out. One subscriber to the podcast. Time out. Speaking Dude. speaking of that shout out, we have to shout out listener of the week, Blaine Armstrong. Listener Blaine, of the week, Blaine, Blaine Armstrong. Blaine Armstrong. Thank you for knowing how many people were in the city of Rogersville. It's probably not. It's it's my number, but I'm sure it might be a touch more. But I, I'm thinking it's around that. But good job by listening again. Congrats yeah. to Blaine. Yeah, listen to. We really encourage that you listen to the entire podcast. I mean, we're all just having fun, talking sports, life, and faith. But we're going to get on to Madman of the Week. And uh, how about, let's get Josh. Let's I, I, Holden kind of kicked off our, uh, what was our Super Bowl prediction. Okay. So I want uh, Josh to start Madman of the Week. What what right. absolute baller balled out this past week? Patrick Mahomey. Patrick Mahomeboy. Yeah, Mahomeboy. I, I don't know, dude. I you know, I'm going to be honest, and my dad has kind of pulled me into Patrick Mahomes because I always I always like to be like the wild pick guy where I'm like, ah, not really a Mahomes guy, but I, I really do like Patrick Mahomes. I just, I, like him I don't lot. know, I love the way he handles himself. You and can't he, not like, like him. I know. It, he's exactly. a likable individual. If you don't like him, you just want to be yeah. confrontational, however you say that. So, obviously, Patrick Mahomes, my guy of the week, uh, played great, and he sealed it when he was pulling his team off the sidelines, not to fight. So I, I mean, Mahomey, good guy. I like him. You're Mahomey. Yes, my Mahomey. It's your. I get haircuts Mahomie. with Patrick Mahomes. Like and subscribe. 
Like we'll have Patrick surprise. Mahomes on the show next week. Sure. By the way. Oh wow. He's got this plenty of time wait, on his hands right this, now. Wait, do you think he knows that he's coming on the show? Well, we're going week? to the Super Bowl. Oh, re- what, yes. re- really? Super Bowl. I got his tickets. I, I wasn't invited. Oh, okay. Well, Media I mean, tickets. Well, this is awkward because I wasn't invited. No, you were. Oh wow. Oh. oh, oh wow. I cannot wait to take. The All right, trip. this is getting a little out of hand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is just news to me. I mean, we might just have to shut down the whole show and pack. But Carter, who do you got? So. My madman of the week is going to be the one, the only, Stephen Curry. The greatest shooter to ever walk the face of the earth. Everybody get your threes up. Threes up. Three boys in the hole. Spoiler alert, it goes in. Stephen Curry passed Reggie Miller this week um, in total three-pointers made in his career. Steph Curry is now at 2,562 three-pointers. Absolutely absurd. Trails Trails the great, the clutch, Ray Allen. Ray by Allen. a little over 400. Um, so, as a huge Steph Curry fan myself, we're shooting for Ray Allen next. That's what yep. we're going for. A couple more seasons and we'll be there. And as a Ray Allen fan, we uh, we're, we're rooting for an early Steph Curry retirement. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I can go ahead and tell you that's not going to happen. Probably not. So, yeah. 562 to 973 is probably going to get He's that. probably right. going to get it at the rate that right. he makes them. Right. Ray Allen's at 2,973, Steph being at 2,562. Um, it's, it, it's only fitting that the greatest shooter to ever walk the face of the earth hold the record, and hopefully he will – hopefully he'll do that. But um, it was just really cool this week to see Steph Curry break the record and then – um, of course, with Reggie Miller being deep in the broadcast game with TNT, Reggie Miller and Steph Curry did some did some Zoom interviews together where Reggie Miller's son had on Steph Curry jerseys, and Reggie was being very supportive of Steph. And that was just great for me to see. Reggie Miller, great guy. Steph Curry, great guy. Love both of them. I'm glad Steph Curry's at number two now. Ray Allen, we're coming for you. Who's next? Uh, I'll go next, and... This guy, I'm a huge college sports fan, college football, college basketball. And for all my OG college basketball fans, you may remember a guy. He played 10 years ago for Brigham Young This is very much an This is, uh, I'm the history guy. I'm the history guy. I know uh, everything that's ever happened in the world of sports. Uh, Very hot take, but I'm pretty sure I can back that up. But... Shout out to a former college basketball star, Jimmer Fredette. Don't even know him. No one's ever heard of the guy. <laughs> I like it. I'd say like the it. casual viewers never yes, heard of this I guy. This guy was an absolute stud because this guy threw up threes from everywhere. Okay. Once he crossed half court. Let me just paint the picture. Okay. okay. I like this. This guy was a guard for BYU. And he was known for his long-range bombs, and especially during the NCAA tournament. And this guy uh, has not had the career that he would dream of being in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So he had to go overseas. Okay. And in China, playing oh, for gosh. the Shanghai, China. playing for the Shanghai Sharks, my dude dropped seventy points. Big shout out okay. to the guy no one's ever heard of. Great job. But I was wondering where you be, were going with that. But will always be close to my heart as a college sports fan. <laughs> shout out Jimmer for Dead. 70 points. On NBA 2K, I did play for the Shanghai Knights. I mean, Sharks. Really? I knew that. The I, Knights. <laughs> I, I, I played for them in NBA 2K. So oh, wow. 
Hey. I did know that, Alan White. I mean, well, I, I didn't know who he was, but oh, okay. I did know that I did know about Shanghai's basketball team. Yeah, um, they got some studs over there. So Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't tell you one guy that's on their team except for this guy. But I'm sure that they're a very, very good team. Uh who else am I missing? Holden. Holden is the only How guy can we I'm forget? missing. Yes. Who's your, your madman of the week? My madman of the week is also, his name is Patrick, but not Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick Cantlay. Oh, wow. You know, I had to go to the golf side of things. I mean, as a golfer, we're all golfers here. We all know how hard it is to, you know, <laughs> overcome a bad round in qualifying. You know, he barely made the cut. And but he made the cut. That's all he did make the cut. On the number and then, Yep. Yes. The and number. then, you know, just to come back like that, he might not have won the tournament, but he definitely made a valiant effort. He stole the show. And he also... He did steal the show from Not to mention, he probably got a lot of money from that, too, just from, you know, oh, absolutely. moving up that much. I just thought that was And it's beginning cool. to come a little bit of a narrative with Patrick Cantley making the cut on the number and coming all the way back. Getting As you hot. recall... In the 2019 Masters, won, of course, by the great Tiger Woods. Very much Patrick Cantley, on the back nine, had the solo lead to himself mm-hmm. after he made the cut on the number of the Masters. So, I mean, this is just Patrick Cantley's thing, I guess. This guy but, can just pour in birdies at an alarming rate. Yeah, but, I mean, you would think, you would think, elite. why can't he just play that way on Thursday and Friday? Yep. Well, but, that's, that's the who be- knows? We're not here to answer those questions. If yeah. we do the answer to those questions, we would not be sitting here. We'll we get him on, on the show. Right well, that's, that the, is, well, that's the beautiful game, game we run. play. That's the game we play. Hey, time out. Can I, this time is out. totally off topic. Okay. Oh, goodness. Um, this up. Oh, she's going to kill me for oh, this. this. But Gracie asked me to uh, talk about her on the podcast. So. Okay, Gracie is here. Hello, Gracie. I hey, know, Gracie. I know you will not make it to this point, but I did it. So you can't hold it against me. So tell, so tell the viewer or tell the listeners. Can you explain oh, Gracie's who, relationship? Who, who's, yeah. who's Gracie? She is my girlfriend of, I think two years. Woo! Two yeah, years. Oh, oh, oh you wow! You think <laughs> coming up in we March? Got nine of the week, Joshua Derrick <laughs> for not remembering. Hot take. But yes. Oh shoot. Speed. She's calling me right oh, now. Oh, oh my goodness! So literally. But uh, that actually seems like a uh, like a good wrap up. It does. And. Uh, yeah, so this has been episode three of The Take. Shout out to our social medias, at The Take underscore podcast on Instagram. DM me, guys. Twitter. DM me. The what do we D- do? The DMs. Like and subscribe. The DMs like are and subscribe Or the, follow, whatever I, you do. I will reiterate again, as, as President Trump, former President Trump, yes. said, follow us, DM us. I'll be responding to all the DMs. I yep. look at all the DMs. Thank you for those of y'all that have reached out already. Yep. Please continue to do so. Yep. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your comments. And hey, we introduced this new Madman of the Week segment. Yep. Uh, send me your Madman of the Week, and I will pick one of you listeners yep. and shout you out on the podcast yep. for your Madman hey, of the Week. Again, Blaine Armstrong, Listener of the Week. Yep. Listener of the Week uh, at the Take Podcast. Uh, at the Take underscore Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Let us know what you think about the show. Names. Give us something that you want to see on the take, and we will definitely consider it because the DMs are always open. So, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap up Episode 3 of the take. From Carter Holden and Producer Josh, I am your host, Alan Michael Burnett, saying so long and have a nice day.